Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Hello and welcome to another one of our occasional Geek Town podcasts. I'm David Geek Town and on this show we're going to be talking to the composer Isla. Having started his career as a touring musician for acts such as Robbie Williams and Kylie, he's now responsible for scoring a range of films and TV shows including Channel 4's Revenge and the US version of Shameless. As ever, if you want more information after the show, you can just visit the website at geektown.co.uk where you can find all the latest TV air date information for your favourite shows, along with competitions, t-shirts and a load of other stuff. Hope you enjoy the show. Thanks for talking to us today. I know you're in London at the moment. You over here working or are you visiting? Well, a bit of both, actually. I'm here, um, you know, my family's here uh, in London, actually, so I'm here seeing them. Yeah. And um, and then I'm also, um, it's, a, it's a weird story, but I'm doing a, a, a Chinese action movie, um, <laughs> <laughs> which is set in like a very specific region of China and there just so happens to be a university here where the professor specializes in music from this one region so <laughs> so I'm actually going to do a little bit of studying while I'm here as well and then yeah and then I'm doing some promo for for revenge and stuff too so yeah that's very fortuitous finding somebody in London that that specializes in that totally <laughs> totally random yeah I, I mean literally like you know I was a week away from coming here and I knew this movie was coming up and I was researching stuff online and the first thing that came up was this university in North London. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> That's really helpful. Yeah, very handy. <laughs> so obviously we're here mainly today to talk to you about um, composing for revenge. Um, when you're talking through the process a bit, how do you get started? Is it a case of uh, a producer comes up to you and basically send you a DVD and just say, here you are, might write me some music? <laughs> well, it is now, but you know, now we're, we're about to start season three in the US. Um, we start production in August, I think. Right. Um, and, you know, I mean, basically at the beginning, and and it goes like this with most TV shows, I think, you know, you sort of figure out what the tone is. Yeah. And at that point, everyone has their input. Usually, you know, it's very different with films and TV. In, in, in films, it's all about the director. They're, they're at the helm. In TV, the director usually has very little to do with it because, at least in America, I, I think it's different here. 
like I hear from some of my English director friends, it's kind of different, but in America, basically what a director does one episode and then they move on to something else, you know? So if there's 22 episodes, there's 22 directors. And um, it's really all about the producers on a TV show, unless as in our case, you have a, you know, a huge movie director direct the pilot. And then in our case, also the first episode off the pilot was directed by Philip Noyce. So he had a lot of input. Um, he was there through the entire process and, and um, yeah, we had fun, man. I mean, it was a, you know, pilots are always a scramble because for some reason that I still haven't figured out and I don't think anyone else has, um, they insist on making pilot season at the end of the regular TV season. So right, yeah. you're always, whatever show you're on, you're coming to the end of the season and the finale is coming up and everything's mental. And all the pilots happen. Well. <laughs> yeah. So, so it's just this bananas scramble for like three weeks, you know, of, of everybody trying to figure out what they're doing. Yeah. And at that point, you know, people are usually in a bit of a panic uh, because, you know, they all want to have a hit and they all want to have, you know, a show that goes and, and they make tons of pilots and very few of them actually go. So, you know, we know how lucky we were with revenge because not only did it go, but it became a, you know, a, a hit all over the world. And that's, that's actually, you know, yeah, yeah. super thankful for that. Yeah, well, I mean, I did, you know, I did two pilots this year, one of which went and one of which didn't. And uh, which two were those? Uh, I did uh, a show called Reckless on CBS, which 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 did get picked up, and um, uh, which is also starting in August. And um, and then I did one for John Wells called um, uh, uh, called Boomerang, which unfortunately didn't get picked up. But it's a shame because it was really good. Um, but, uh, you know, it's the same people that do the American version of Shameless, which I also work on in America. And, uh, unfortunately it didn't go, but it was just shame. It's a, it's a great show. I, I hear they're still shopping it around, but you, you know, you never know. But yeah, I mean, all, all really good people and, you know, good projects. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, uh, I, I find the whole pilot and TV aspect of the way they, they pick things up quite fascinating yes <laughs> yes it is to it, say the least it's um yes yeah uh, and and the, the also the way things that you know get cancelled as well is, oh god yeah sure you could you know you could be three episodes in and that's a plug pulled if it's not if it's not happening but yeah. uh you know thankfully i haven't had that experience so far yes the big problem is trying to make money when people aren't watching things live anymore which is uh sure yeah well yeah of course that's a well i think the whole the whole model has to change and probably will eventually because you know even now they're sort of doing live plus seven ratings yeah watch it on their on their uh, dvrs so, you know, who knows what it's going to be. Maybe in a couple of years we won't have pilot season and, <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, I well, doubt it, but, well, you know, I'm sure it's going to be Well, yeah, different. I mean, you've got all this, all the stuff coming through on, on things like um, Love Film and Amazon are doing pilots these days as well. Absolutely, and, and Netflix, you know. Yeah, and the, and the Netflix stuff. I mean, the, the Netflix and the HBO model seem to, be, uh, seem to be quite a good way forward. But, I mean, obviously the problem with Netflix, of course, is it, it relies on a lot of the network shows, um, which have already made money. Right, coming. So you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see what the networks end up doing because they're the ones that are really stuck in the middle of it. I think. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Um, yeah. I mean, I hope that answers your question. That you know, I'm <laughs> yes. off on a bit of a tangent there, but, yeah, but no, basically, that's, that's about it. And these days, you know, now that we're on season three of Revenge, it generally is. You know, I get the I get the video, and then off you go, and and I get very little time to 
to score each episode. And of course, it's uh, because it's a live orchestra. Yeah. Um, it's a it's a lot of legwork in a very short space of time. So it's you know it's pretty intense. So what what's the sort of space of time between you getting it and it getting on air or needing to be kind of done? Well, whatever amount of time I need. It's about a quarter of that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's basically, um, you know, at best I've had maybe 10 days, but that's rare. I think more likely it's, you know, usually it'll be more like uh, seven days or five days, or in some extreme cases I've had three days to do an episode, which, and, and inevitably they're the biggest ones because, yeah. you know, the, because everything gets held back. Special effects takes longer. It takes longer to edit. There's more foley and ADR. So, you know, everything everything takes longer and it gets pushed and pushed and pushed. And then I've ended up with the, the finale this year was nuts. The last they did the the two hour finale. I don't know where you guys are in England with it. You're still on season one, aren't you? Or I think at the moment we're we're in season two. I right. think I don't know whether it's finished yet. Oh, I'm you are. Sure. Okay. I can't imagine it has yet, but but it you know the finale. I probably won't ruin anything for you by telling you, but it's it's a two hour finale at the end. So so they aired it as as a movie basically. So it was fun to score, but I had to do that that and the the episode before it that all happened in a week. So that so did three episodes in a week, and that was uh, really nutty. Was that the episode you based it around Morse code? That was that. That was the middle of the season. Yeah, that that's. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen that one yet or not. Or should I, I? I should be careful what I tell you and don't tell you. Probably. You're actually okay. We've got one episode to go, um, so you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, basically, it's the whole episode. It's it's episode fourteen from season two, and and it's um, it's all set on a boat. Hence the Morse code thing. And it's it's all set around shenanigans on a boat should yes. we say. and uh, and so yeah so i had this idea of you know basing the whole rhythm of the, the episode on sos on morse code uh, which stunningly large amounts of people have picked up on i, I figured it was going to be like you know get like one tweet from morse code enthusiasts monthly or something <laughs> but loads of people have picked up on it so so it was it was fun to do yeah, it's really fun to do each episode with its own little yeah tag its own little identity and that was that was a, a good one to do it was really good fun to do and we had a, a much bigger orchestra for that one we had about 50 players for that and uh you know just loads loads of fun to do man loads of fun using the full orchestra was mm-hmm. that was that something you came with or was that something that they wanted and I think went, yes. to be honest the producers themselves didn't know you know sometimes my job as a composer is to actually interpret what it is they want into real musical language you know they they often come up and to be honest I prefer this they come up with sort of concepts and you know f- how they want this to feel and blah 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 and i always have directors and producers apologizing and say well i don't you know i don't read music i don't understand musical yeah. terms i don't know how to put this and i'm always like well that's that's actually much better for me yeah. i i you know be a director tell me how you want this to feel and let me figure it out that's that's what i'm supposed to be doing so um you know, I prefer it when directors direct me as though, you know, I was an actor or any other member of the crew and, the, and you know, I'll figure it out. So 
I mean, I think between Philip Noyce and Mike Kelly, who created the show, we came up with this sound, you know, and it just exponentially got bigger and bigger with each episode, to be honest. So yeah. it uh, it was obvious, though, from at least from Philip's angle, because he comes from such big movies, you know, he all those huge movies he directed, like Patriot Games and uh, and Clear and Present Danger, you know, were like such a massive thing. It was always likely to be an orchestral sound. The the great thing is that ABC let us use a real orchestra because that's not that common in TV. It's I think it's more and more people are realizing the value of it as opposed to just using samples, you know. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and the, and it's not as sort of inordinately expensive as people seem to think. It, it's so. You know, the the main thing for me was just to take the hassle away from it and just to deliver them a great score and not them have have to worry about any of the logistics or anything. And yeah. you know, and I think they they really dug it, and we've been doing it ever since. You know, yeah, it's nice. You know, it gives a certain sort of depth that you don't get. I think so too. Yeah, it's it really. I mean, it's supposed to feel like a movie, not a not a TV show. It's nothing about it is small. Yeah, I noticed on the episodes I've seen, you, they're obviously um, music tracks. Uh-huh. Mixed in as well. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Do you have any control over that? Or I don't. I, I mean, you know, it's everybody sort of discusses it in the spotting sessions, but that is generally up to our uh, music supervisor, Susan Kent, who... Um, who deals with all the songs. Um, I did write a song very early on. We haven't used it yet because the originally we had this idea that we were going to have a song in each episode. Then that kind of fell by the wayside a little bit because the episodes just got so complicated. Like really from halfway through season one, it became much more about score. Um, but, you know, we still occasionally have sort of a big, big song moment. Like at the end of season one, we had uh, Seven Devils. Yeah. Um, the Florence and the Machine song, which worked so well in that scene. Um, so yeah, that's more up to our music supervisor. But we always hear them when we, you know, she always pitches a bunch of stuff to the uh, to the producers, and then we we kind of, you know, wrangle it when we get to the spotting session. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How do you go through the process of actually recording it? Is it you write everything and then it's sort of you sit down with it in front of you and play it through the orchestra? Basically, the way it works is, you know, I write pretty much as I go. I have to, you know, because I have so little time to do it. Um, in the beginning, I orchestrated a lot more of the show myself. And, and now I have a really good team that helps me do it very quickly because they've kind of learned what I want very specifically. So, you know, now by the end of season two, we've developed a really good sort of shorthand. So I write cues very quickly. Um, and, uh, you know, somehow you just have to get the, the, the music on the page before the recording session. At 10 a.m. on a Saturday morning, I'm standing in front of the orchestra and conducting. And, the, and then, you know, we record on a Saturday usually, mix on a Sunday night, and it goes to the dub stage on, a mon on Monday morning. We're usually mixing through the night on Sunday. Yeah. 
It's the dub surgeon Monday morning, and then by Tuesday night, it's done. Blimey. And then it airs the next Saturday. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's... it's that that is a fast turnaround, isn't it? It's super fast, yeah. Yeah. You do Shameless as well, don't I you? do, yeah. So is that, is that kind of your year, basically, taking up with those two shows? Um... Not anymore. It was in the beginning. And first of all, Shameless doesn't use a composer on every episode. A lot of the episodes are just um, are just songs. And their, you know, music supervisor, Anne Klein, has that very, very well covered. So, um, <clears throat> so you know, they call me in anywhere between, you know, maybe one episode or five or six episodes in a, in a year. And they do 12, I think. Um so I kind of get time to do other stuff, you know, and now Revenge is sort of a much more well-oiled machine. The, the first season was really hairy and second season had some pretty hairy moments. Uh, but, you know, now I now I have a little more time. Now it's sort of, we've settled into a really good routine and, uh, you know, believe it or not, I do other stuff. I mean, I did a movie this year. Um, you know, I'll be doing probably a bunch of movies next year. And uh, so it's, you know, it's a, it's a good... Good sort of workflow, basically. Do you have preferences for TV shows or, or movies? Uh, I, you know, I really love them for different reasons. Um, and they're sort of the opposite of each other in some ways. In, on movies, well, most movies, you get a bit more time. Um, you know, like six weeks, maybe two months isn't an unusual amount of time to, to write movies. I, I don't like too long to do it either because the pressure is really good to help at least for me, it helps me write just to know I have to get it done. You know, to be honest, every composer I know, especially the ones that get tons of time joke about it. You know, they'll have six months of standing around and then they'll do it all in the last two weeks. Anyway, <laughs> blind panic. Uh, TV shows are different because you really have to trust your instinct the first time. And there's something good about that in the creative process that I think, is, is often one of the most damaging parts of the creative process where you just doubt every single move you make. <laughs> Whereas in TV, you don't have time for that. You know, there's just no time. And often that sort of self-doubt and that, you know, self sort of uh, over-editing in the beginning is what chokes you up and stops you from coming up with, I think, the freshest ideas, really. You know, so it's it's great to to be forced to do it in some ways, you know. So are there any other TV shows out there at the moment that you, you'd like to be, that you look at and go, oh, that would be really good to score? Oh, God, you're sure. It's going to be the typical ones that everybody else likes. You know, I, th I think, um, uh, you know, obviously Walking Dead, Game of Thrones, they're great. Um, trying to think what I would really love to score. You know, there's a, f a friend of mine, um, Nathan Barr, who I think is a really great composer who who does True Blood. And um, he's just started scoring a show called The Americans. Yes, um, we just got that over here. Oh, my Scott, God, what a Saturday. great show that is. It's, a, it's such a great show. I really hope it keeps going because I've... I've really enjoyed that. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. They've ITV, it's been bought by ITV and they've kind of buried it at 10 o'clock on a Saturday night. Which Oh, that's a bummer, man. It, it's, a, it's a great show. Yeah, really cool it, show. it looks really good, so I'm, I'm looking forward to that. And, and yeah. I love True Blood. Yeah, they're great. I think The Killing's a great show. I haven't. I, I only watched the first season. I mean, I haven't had much time to watch TV, to be honest, but a bunch of stuff I have to catch up with. I'm dying to see House of Cards. I've heard that's really great. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's very well worth getting hold of. Um, uh, um, I, I watched that through on Netflix. It's that, right, that's right. superb. Yeah, I'm looking forward I'm to seeing that. that. 
the um the, the other thing they've got on I can't remember what it's called um the the werewolf thing they've got on at the moment has a it's, that's kind of interesting as well so werewolf thing is that uh, an English thing uh no no it's uh it with they oh what was it called not Teen Wolf no 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 not Teen Wolf oh people are up in arms about that at the moment um, Sky have just uh, I've refused to pick up season three, so there's a lot oh, of tweens going. Oh no, over here that's a well. shame. A really good friend of mine scores that show. Actually. Really? Yeah, I mean they're going for I think another two seasons in America. So. Yeah, no, I mean it's, it's a it, huge hit over there. It, it, well, th- that's the weird thing. It seemed to be quite a big hit over here, but Sky have dropped it for some unknown reason. Um, good thinking, Sky. Uh, yeah, we've never managed. To, we haven't managed to get a reason out of them yet, other than they've dropped it. So, um, so yeah. So we've, we've, there's a lot of screaming and shouting from teenage girls about that at the moment, particularly. <laughs> yes, seems um, to be the general demographic. <laughs> so yeah, uh, I, I suspect somebody else will pick it up. I'm, I'm hoping MTV will get it and and run with it because it runs on MTV over there, doesn't it? So, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's their show. There's a lot of decent TV round at the moment, and a lot of actors are going back into TV roles. Is that the same sort of thing for you as a composer? Yeah, I think the the line between movies and TV is much more blurred these days because there was a time when people were considered TV composers or film composers. You know, I don't know one film composer now that doesn't do a TV show or wish they were doing one. <laughs> um, I mean, if nothing else, you know, uh, sort of good TV shows, especially network TV is where a lot of film composers make a decent living yeah um especially if they're not on the higher level movies yet um and you know i think there's a lot of really good tv out there now that doesn't you know i i think the way tv used to be traditionally scored is falling by the wayside a bit more you know in that sort of like very short cues the bookend scenes that don't really they don't really serve that much of a musical purpose other than papering over the sort of the cracks really so there's it, it's it feels a bit more intuitive you know where where sort of you have long cues that tie scenes together and um and i you know i just think i think especially with what's going on in cable in the u.s like on hbo and showtime and all of those they're producing really great shows that that are on a par with you know some really good movies and i think that's why they draw bigger talent now and people understand sort of how how good it can be you know well yeah i mean you look at things like game of thrones and it still sure. amazes me how, how they managed to get a budget for doing that every every year because it it's because people watch it man i mean yeah, it's yeah. you know it's a it's a great show yeah i mean it is a phenomenal show but it looks i mean it, it's like doing a movie every week it's absolutely ridiculous. yeah and a big one yeah 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 i mean you know just the the, the, the fact that they're shooting in about four different locations at once is yes, insane. Yeah. Are you still playing sort of in bands uh, and that sort of thing, or are you? No, you that that hasn't. I haven't done that in a while. You know, I, I still I constantly sort of talk talk about doing an album. I've had this idea of doing an album with a bunch of different singers singing on it. Oh, right. uh, yeah, yeah. It should be some somewhat of a mixture of orchestral stuff and and you know uh, more band type of instrumentation. But uh, I, so far I've been kept so busy on films and on, on TV that I haven't gotten around to it. Um, but you know, if it ever does happen, it'll be interesting because I'm getting to know more and more you know really amazing artists um, through all the work that I'm doing in film and TV. So you know. Could be could be some good people to call for it, but uh, you know, at this particular moment, I'm I'm uh, 
being kept pretty busy, which is great, you know. Well, you've always got Robbie down the road, of course. <laughs> I do, yeah. He, he lives literally around the corner. <laughs> yeah. No maddening desire to go back on tour with her. <laughs> Hell no. No. I, I, I'm done with that. I, I mean, it was great fun, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I had no, a really, really good time. Um, but, I, you know, I like... I like writing music and, and uh, I think at this point, you know, I've got a little girl and it would uh, not something I'd fancy doing right now, you know. Yeah, no, no, yeah, I get that. I can imagine that was quite hectic, particularly around that sort of time. It was fun, were... man. It's a great thing to do when you're 25, you know what I mean? I had a lot of fun. Was that was but, that the same time Max Beasley was doing drums for it? It was before that. Well, it was really? before that. I, I left in 2000 and Max came on in like 2002 or something. Right, okay. Uh, I mean, I, I know him, but but we weren't in the band at the same time. Ah, okay, yeah. No, I mean, he's got a great show on over here at the moment as well. So, uh, oh, what's he on? Uh, he's they've got a thing called uh, uh, Mad Dogs. It's called, uh-huh. and it's him and um, Philip Glenister and the other guy from Life on Mars. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, it's cool. those two. Yeah, that's superb. That's a Sky original drama. It's been a huge success. But that's well worth catching if you can find that. Nice. Anyway. Nice, I'll have to check that out. So I think I've probably taken up enough of your time. No, not um, at all, mate, not at all. When do you go back? Uh, I, I'm here for a couple of weeks. I get back um, uh, sort of towards the end of June and then I start on this movie. Hopefully you'll have a bit more knowledge of, of the area of China by the time you get back. I uh, should be nice and researched. Yeah, that's the <laughs> idea anyway. I, I'll, uh, I'll let you go. Um, okay. Cool, man. Well, it's been nice to talk to you. Yeah, no, nice to talk to you too. Cheers. All right, mate. I'll talk to you soon. Cheers. Bye. Bye. So that's it for the Eisler interview. Hope you enjoyed it. And of course, if you want any more information on Revenge, Shameless, or any other air date information for your favourite TV shows, come visit us at geektown.co.uk. Thanks for listening and goodbye.